49ers long snapper Tabor Pepper has been re-upped three-year contract, but kicker Robbie Gold, 40 years old, going to be a free agent, unrestricted free agency. What do the 49ers do there? And every single position on the roster, offseason needs, should they attack that in the draft or free agency? Coming up on this live edition of Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Niners getting to work. Uh, I know they're getting ready for the combine. It looks like John Lynch and the scouting staff is going to go to Indianapolis and Kyle Shanahan and the coaching staff staying home in Santa Clara. Kyle Shanahan's still trying to fill out the rest of his coaching staff there. And uh, they're still doing some work as they prepare for the draft and free agency. And they have one less free agent to worry about now, Croc. In Tabor Pepper, friend of the program, long snapper, signed to a three-year contract, at least one and a half million dollars of it fully guaranteed at signing. So, uh, uh, you know, a great dude and uh, a nice contract. Good to see the 49ers taking care of their own. And we've had Tabor Pepper on the show. You should go back and check out that episode if you didn't, because it's a really interesting story. And uh, love seeing him uh, get paid by the 49ers. And man, uh, I think it's his. I think it's still his. His pinned tweet on his profile, if you go to, uh, I think it's uh, Tabor Snapping is the is the handle on Twitter. And you can see the long list of teams that he had tried out for, got cut for, tried out, got cut, signed, got cut. Um, and then even the 49ers multiple times. And then finally stuck with the San Francisco 49ers, now getting some long-term uh, contract here, some some long-term security on a three-year contract, which is really cool. And, Croc, uh, we've been doing, you know, going position by position, looking at the offseason, looking at draft free agency, what how the 49ers should go about things. I don't think the specialists are, are going to be a, a full episode because there's only one guy left, and that's kicker Robbie Gold, who's just been fantastic as a 49er. I, I think he's probably the most important piece, right? And we've talked about that before. It, out of all the players on the San Francisco 49ers, I'd say maybe Trent Williams and then Robbie Gold. Whereas, like, I know 100% Robbie Gold. Like, I feel so confident when he steps on the field that he's just going to do his job. And when he when he misses, I'm, like, literally surprised. Whether it's a field goal from really any range. I know he doesn't have, like, the biggest of legs, but anytime, even when he goes out there for a 50-yard kick, it's like, oh, Robbie Gold's going to bang this through. And when he misses, I'm like, Wow. That's wild, right? Or if he misses the extra points. So uh, I think he is pivotal. I think he's one of the kind of underrated guys. When the 49ers lined up to kick a game-winning field goal in the snow in Green Bay, and Robbie Gold tried it out there, I said, oh, 49ers got this. And uh, I think retaining him would be huge, which a couple years ago we probably wouldn't be saying that, right, when he wanted out and wanted to go to Chicago. Yeah, and, and we'll see if he decides now he wants to go to Chicago um, because he's a unrestricted free agent. With it's hard because the 49ers have so many guys to pay. Is kicker the position to continue to pay? But the 49ers are in a position where almost every game feels like it's big. Robbie Gold rarely misses, flat out never misses in the playoffs. He's been so clutch for the 49ers, such a good kicker. Even at the age of 40, you know, if there's no salary cap, you're not worried about anything as far as salary and money goes and any restraints there. 
it's just a no-brainer. You have a solid kicker that you can trust, that you can count on. We saw Brett Maher for the Cowboys in the playoffs and what that can be. You don't want to go through that if you're the 49ers, right? So you sign Robbie Gold. But there's a lot of other considerations here. The Niners did re-up punter Mitch Wisnowski during the season, four-year contract. Tabor Pepper now gets a three-year contract extension. It, it, it feels like they want to keep the gang together, and it feels like if Robbie Gold wants to come back, the 49ers will do it. Because I think Kyle Shanahan does not like uncertainty, especially with something like the kicking game. It just really feels that way. And so uh, I'd be probably pretty surprised if the 49ers let him walk. I don't know maybe if I would necessarily do that. But, man, when you look at free agency, there's not much there either. Ferocious Gentleman in the chat. Thanks, everybody, for jumping in the live chat, by the way. Ferocious Gentleman says, is McLaughlin available? Um, I do not know. We went through the list of free agents, I think, the other day. And... I don't know. There, there's no, you know, there's no like superstar kickers out there that are available. There's, right. there's, no, there's going to be nobody that you can trust as well as Robbie Gold on the free agent market. So do you go in the draft and say, hey, let's go get the best kicker out there? I, it, it's either, it's either sign Gold or I, I think go into the draft. So either spend on Gold or, or go cheap. I think you spend on Gold, just because I, you know, there's uncertainties at other positions. I'm really big on shoring up the positions that you, you can. So if it is Robbie Gold, even though it's a kicker, and I know a lot of people kicker. I, I didn't like his comments about Jalen Hurts. All right, like you are the kicker. Don't speak on Jalen Hurts. But with what yeah. he does do, he does it very well, and he's very, you know, you could count on him. So you gotta you gotta resign him. And if you're Robbie Gold, I get it. Maybe you grew up in an area, and you grew up a fan of a team. Maybe you got family back home somewhere. Would you rather sign with the 49ers, with the guys you know? You know you've got a a superstar long snapper, right, that's going to put the ball right where he needs to for the punter to put it down and hold it for you. Um, a team that, that that might be playing next February or go sign with the, the, the team that has the first pick in the draft, you know, the worst team in the league last year. He is getting old. Uh, Viet says... Vieta says in the chat, Robbie is getting old, to be honest. He is. He's 40 years old, which is old for a football player. But for a kicker, I mean, as long as he can still kick, he, he has I, had I some like, weird he has had some weird old guy injuries, though, has he not? Yeah. How how old was like Anderson when he was what was his name? Uh, Morton Anderson. Morton Anderson. Yeah. You know, like there was some guys that kicked for a really long oh, time. The best kickers almost always kick into their 40s. Remember how old I saw um Adam Vinatieri one time on the sideline? while he was still playing and i was like what the heck did did they sign brett Favre? i thought it was brett Favre. Favre been retired for 10 years already and i was like oh no that's he's just fully gray he's so old he's like oh man okay uh robbie gold could probably kick for I mean, robbie gold could probably play longer than tom brady did right it's a lot harder to play quarterback than kicker as far as age as long as you stay healthy and you don't like you know have some hip problems or something like that or get the yips or anything like that um Jason in the chat says, who's trying to sign him? Anybody that wants a solid kicker. There's some teams. You don't think the Dallas Cowboys would love to have a guy who's not going to miss four straight kicks in a playoff game? I mean, I, I, I'm sure a ton of teams would be lining up to sign Robbie Gold, which is why I think he might get a, 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 a nice little chunk for a kicker, even if it's for a short-term deal. And that's where the 49ers are going to have to be real serious about it and think that it's too important to to have a good kicker, not to to let him walk, because I, I think right. money wise and salary cap wise, 
I don't think it makes a lot of sense for the 49ers to be spending a lot on the kicker. I was looking at Joe Nedney, and there's a couple of things that I just don't remember. His last year with the 49ers was 2010. It feels like he was there like through the hardball years, but I guess he wasn't. And he stopped kicking at 37 with the 49ers. His last year was with the Niners. That was uh, the last year he was 37 years old. So I, I thought he was somebody that was kicking into his 40s. Didn't last quite as long. Quite as long. Quite as long. I mean, it's five two twenty. That was a big guy. Yeah, he was a large kicker. He's absolutely a big kicker. Who was the hardball kicker? Was it David Akers? I guess it was. I yeah. guess it was Akers. Sounds about right. Akers and what? Andy Lee as the punter. Yep. Yep. Andy Lee. Andy Lee. By the way, still going too. Yeah. Now he looks old. Yeah, he is. He's old as well. He's been going for a while now. Uh, so. If, if we're starting this this exercise, Croc, with the, the draft free agency, both or neither, I guess, is part of this as well. We're going to go through every position on the San Francisco 49ers roster. Should they attack it this offseason in the draft? Should they attack it in free agency? Uh, do both, potentially, or or neither? Are you just, you're, you're good at that position group. And I guess we got to start it with Kicker. And it sounds like Croc, free agency, and that free agent being the in-house Robbie Gould. Yeah, I think there are so many question marks in the other areas. And not saying like everything's so huge, but because there are areas where it's like, you know what, we got to try to get better at this position, I don't want to add kicker to that list. Because I do think there's kind of this, uh, it can go south. Again, you you referenced the Dallas Cowboys and the kicker missing, what, four or five straight extra points mm-hmm. in the span of a couple. I mean, they were terrified to have him kick against the 49ers. Terrified. <laughs> Right, everybody. I mean, like that was a huge moment. I you know we kind of forget that, but when that kicker had to go out there to kick the ball, it was almost like, "Oh, it's gonna happen," right? And I don't like that feeling. It's very unsettling, especially you know if you're a Forty Nine er fan in one of those big moments. Which for the Forty Nine ers, you know, right? Uh, we we feel like they're they're gonna be bad, right? Like they're gonna be, you know, whether it's wild card, divisional round, like their Forty Nine ers will be in the mix. And if you are in the mix, you want to make sure that you have that kicker you can count on. So I mean, that's you, I don't want to add that to that to the question marks of this team. You can imagine it. So the 49ers get to the playoffs, right? Another year. And then lining up to kick a really important field goal. And it's a rookie kicker. After Robbie Gold has been so good, flat out never misses in the playoffs. And then you got a kicker, a rookie kicker, the biggest moment in his life. It's like, ah, this is... This is like make it or go home. We and- saw what that looked like. I think it was Chase McLaughlin or whatever his name is yeah. against the Seahawks. 49ers were 8-0. They're playing Seahawks on Monday night, and he kicked that ball. I mean, he he it went in the tunnel. Like, he literally missed by, like, 20 yards. And it was just that moment, right? That wasn't even a playoff game. Now, imagine if that's a playoff game, what that looks like. All right. Robbie Gold, it's one of the many free agents the 49ers have to figure out this offseason. We'll go position by position through the rest of the team. How should the 49ers attack free agency drafts or free agent signings next? Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every single day. Make sure you check out Locked On NFL Draft, Peacock and Williamson NFL NFL Show. Uh, Every team that you root for is covered, not just in the NFL, but Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, college as well. So make sure you check all of that out. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season. Things are getting very serious in the NBA. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's 
number one sports book because new new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money lines to point scorers to threes drained. And FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance at a payout with same game parlays. I love the parlays and they're really easy to build on the FanDuel app. And of course, you can still bet on football as well. Future NFL champions, future MVPs and draft props, which are always really fun. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba all right crockett starts with uh quarterbacks here it's quarterback time and we've talked a lot about quarterbacks here on the podcast and right now with the 49ers not having a single guy who could suit up and practice a quarterback uh it's a need it's an off-season need but they could have Awesome young quarterback play, too, whether it's Trey Lance or Brock Purdy. It just depends on how they perform when they are healthy. And it'll be Trey Lance sooner than later, and then we'll find out after whenever that surgery is going to happen with with Brock Purdy, obviously. We'll we'll find out when that's going to be, and and we'll see what he looks like when he comes back. But the 49ers have to add some bodies there, at least one body, probably multiple bodies. So, Croc, is this a draft or a free agency needed quarterback for the 49ers this offseason? I think it's a free agent need for sure. I don't think it's a draft guy. Now, you can say, you know what? We've done a good job of identifying guys either undrafted or late that could potentially, you know, just be on a roster, right? And Brock Purdy, that's probably how they viewed him. I'm like, you know what? Let's just kind of see what we can get from this guy, Brock Purdy. And next thing you know, it's like, hey, maybe we got a long-term starter here, right? So you can go the draft way, but for me, and you talked me into this, I'd probably lean more towards Matt Ryan. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I think I lean that. And, and again, not that you're banking on Matt Ryan being your starter heading into the season, but if Matt Ryan had to start week one, I think you're more comfortable with that than the unknown of a rookie or even maybe a younger guy like Trey Lance or even Brock Purdy, right? I mean, there's a, there's a scenario where you're even more comfortable in Matt Ryan than any quarterback that's on the 49ers roster right now. Like, if he comes in to preseason, he's sharp, he's getting the ball to Debo and some of these other guys, and he has Kyle Shanahan, like, calling the plays, maybe you are comfortable with that. Now, again, I saw him. He looked shot. He looked shot. It looked like it was over. But a guy like Matt Ryan coming in, I think you're, 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 you're better with him than the unknown of a younger guy, uh, especially a draft pick. So I, I kind of lean towards him if you can get him for the low. Seeing a lot of names in the chat. I, I think you go two ways at quarterback. Either you go the, you know, when Matt Ryan is, and it's looking like 99% chance he's going to get released at some point. Might be 100% chance he's going to get released. And and I could, I, you can already hear Kyle in the press conference, right? Like, I can't believe someone as good as Matt Ryan was even available for the number we got him at. And we've seen how many quarterbacks we've gone through. It's too important not to have that position and, you know, and, and all of that. So I like, I can totally see what it would sound like. And, and, you know, I mean, Kyle and, and Matt Ryan have had their best seasons with each other together. So I can totally see that happening. And I think you go two ways here. Either you go spend a little bit on a high end, sort of a backup, which, which could be upwards of $10 million potentially. Uh, and then maybe an undrafted free agent quarterback, just to make sure you have a camp arm until Purdy's ready. I think you need two quarterbacks, but I, my answer to this would probably be both free agency and draft. And I think what you probably do here, which is the most prudent as far as the salary cap goes, 
is you spend a low-level dollar amount on a Nick Mullins-type player. Bring him in to make sure you have another player that knows the offense to run with Trey, and then you maybe spend one of those draft picks on another guy. See if you find another Brock Purdy. And then that gives you some opportunity to, to see what you get in the draft. If a guy's there, Jake Hayner, you know, fourth, fifth round, something like that is what I'm envisioning here. And you go a little bit cheaper and save some dollars, but you still have a guy who you know that could play an NFL football game if he needs to in someone like Nick Mullins or I don't know. I've seen a lot of names out there. I just ah, Nick Mullins. It's so hard. I get it. We're talking should, about we're, we're essentially just, talking about a third string quarterback. You don't want the guy to play. And here's the thing. So would you rather spend five million dollars a year on a quarterback or five million dollars a year on Robbie Gold, who actually you might need, right? <laughs> In the chat he says Croc's still hating on Mullins' face. When you mentioned <laughs> Nick Mullins, <laughs> It was just like, and I just, I just watched them in this preseason game, like this past year. I think it was with like the Eagles or the Raiders or somebody. I'm just like, uh, Minnesota. Gosh. Yeah. Was it Minnesota? I mean, it's on the Vikings this year, yeah. It's, it's been bad. It, and, it, and it's kind of like the 49. Like, you'd see them look like, oh man, like, look at Nick Mullins. And then it's like, oh man, look at Nick Mullins. And it's like, ah, uh, he's like the last of the options. Like, if, if, if you have no other options, like, there's no Mike White. Or any of these other guys like that, then I guess. But yeah. Mike White, I like Mike White. I do because too. Mike White feels like the third string quarterback who can start for you, right? For a month, he's kind of that guy that let's say your starting quarterback struggling, people are like, hey, "There's Mike White," right? He feels like he's that guy. And but I mean, but then the more he plays, it's like, "Uh, oh, get Mike White out of there. Mike White out of there," right? But I like him. Nick Mullins. We got to move on to some other positions here, Croc. Uh, my answer to the quarterback is both. Running back. Neither, right? <laughs> I mean, they, they're, we this there can't be another third round running back. Like it can't happen again, right? Not possible. Well, maybe undrafted. They've done well with those. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Undrafted, absolutely. Okay, but but for this sake, we'll say six round pick. There are some backs though. Where I look at like, oh, he would look nice with the 49ers. And this is a deep running back class. This is a good running back class. I, I think when they're sitting there at the end of the third round, they might have a better opportunity to draft a, a more impactful player than they got last year in the third round, which yeah. you know, which is not good timing for the 49ers. But I just run it. They shouldn't have did it. We talked. They, they shouldn't have did it. That was just that was strange. Was very strange. Um, Neither. I'm going to say neither. No free agents, no draft picks. Undrafted free agents don't count because they're not spending the pick on okay. so. Bring in a body, bring in the next undrafted star for the 49ers at running back. About wide receiver. A.T. Perry. Is he your guy? I don't know if he's my guy, but I know he brings something different than what the 49ers have. Now, does he bring something different than the 49ers have because Kyle just doesn't like that type of guy? And we're talking about a receiver that's like 6'5", 210 pounds, uh, you know, plays big at the catch point, right? Like he's that guy. And Kyle is just like, that's not my type of receiver. I want these guys that I don't even know what he wants. Because even looking at, it's like, does he just want a just 5'11 receiver, right? Yeah, because even look. Debo and Ayuk, they are built so much different, right? And even the other receiver, but then it's like Jawan Jennings, who's 6'3", but he's just hella slow. You know, but then, oh, he's good after the catch. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I thought I always knew. But then the more he plays certain guys, I'm very confused. Maybe it's just is as simple as 
Kyle likes good football players. And if he likes guys that just make plays, then a guy like A.T. Perry brings something different than anything that the 49ers have right now. And and I'm done expecting the 49ers to bring in that that type of player because I've thought yeah. they've needed that for a while. I mean, going back to the bulky era, even, you know, it's like they're, they're not going to bring the guy in who's tall, fast, good at the catch point down the field. I just I don't think they value that enough unless he can do everything else. And that's the thing with Kyle. It's like you got to be Julio Jones because you got to still be able to do the slants and the run after the catch and and in all those things. And so, um, yeah, I, I think. You got to use somebody else then. I mean, you can't say Julio, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Kyle's like, sure, I'll, I'll have a guy that can do all those things down the field, but it ends up being Julio Jones because he got to be so great at the rest of the stuff that he also wants. That's what I'm saying. I feel like there's a, there is something in between Julio and like just somebody. Juwan Jennings? Yeah, and Juwan Jennings. There's something in between that, right? It looks kind of like T. Yeah. Higgins. Now, we've seen what T. Higgins has turned out to be, yeah. and he's like a legit like wide receiver too, and he's like, hey, can he be a wide receiver one? Yeah. Uh and we kind of had this argument about Patrick Mahomes, right? Like what Patrick Mahomes had turned out to be Patrick Mahomes with Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan kind of handcuffs his guys a little much. And maybe you wouldn't see that. So like with T Higgins, who isn't like the most refined route runner, that type of guy, would Kyle say, ah, I don't like that. Like, would he be the 1200 yard receiver a year that he's kind of been with Cincinnati, but like be that with the 49ers? I think it probably if they and that was the same class as Ayuk. I think his numbers would have ended up looking similar to Ayuk, but maybe the way he got there would look a little different. There's a lot of trust with Joe Burrow. Like I mean, yeah. there's a lot of there, uh, uh, Higgins has earned or whatever the case is, but Joe Burrow trusts him. So it's like I, there's a lot of times where he's just like I'm just gonna throw the ball in the area of T Higgins, and I don't think that's the type of football style like Kyle wants to play. He doesn't want to play like. Okay, let's just let's just hey let's go make a play. Our playmakers to make a play. Would he yeah. like Jamar Chase? Like you know, like there's there's these players where, you know, I think if Kyle has him, like if he if if Kyle comes to your team and he has these type of guys, he'll make it work. But I think there are certain guys where it's like, I he would not draft that type of guy. Uh, one thing, yeah, Kyle definitely does like his dogs at at wide receiver, and especially after, um, what was it, the 2018 draft in the second round. Drafting a certain wide receiver, I don't think he's going to go back and, and get a, a no, dude no, no, no. that's that's. Uh, but the moment you heard him talk, you, that should have been like, wait a minute, like <laughs> right, like I, I'm pretty sure they interviewed him. And the moment you interview him, he said, "Hey man, what are you interested in?" He's like, "You know, I like taking long walks and doing photography, and I love cats." Like that should have been like, okay, this is not our type of guy. <laughs> right? Every prospect has to know when they ask you the question about if you're a cat person or a dog person. Even if you're a cat person, you still say you're a dog person. Right. <laughs> so that would have, I, I feel like that was like the easiest evaluation that they missed on, where he is a, like, I mean, first of all, we talk about Dante Pettis. Pettis is still in the NFL. Yeah. But it's just, you know, I just think he's, he's having path. a hard time overcoming like the mental aspect of what it takes to be, yeah. you know, a legit NFL receiver. Yeah. No, Kyle, Kyle does, does and he, he loves it and he needs toughness out of his wide receivers. They gotta be willing to block. They gotta, you know, be be built a certain way. Uh, and and that's definitely something he loves in his wide receivers for sure. Um I, yeah, draft for me as well. So definitely draft is you can't spend money at wide receivers. How high though? I, I think that's the question because it's like do you just throw in Juwan Jennings has been terrific for the 49ers in his role, but kind of like Woolen said, right? You know, Tariq Woolen, they had their back and forth, but it's like 
I saw a lot of people like, I mean, Juwan Jennings talks a lot for a guy that has like 30 catches. Yeah. And he's seventh round pick. But I think that's, I mean, I think wide receiver for the 49ers isn't like you, you don't force it, but if the right guy's there late third, fine. Uh, sixth round, that's cool too. So oh, whatever, there is Danny Gray. I mean, whatever, we're, we're, we've been having this conversation well, as if Danny Gray's not on the roster. Right, right, right. And, and that's kind of what we're talking about. Basically, you're 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 looking at future free agencies. You're looking at you know you're not going to give Ray Ray McLeod a new contract. Um, you know, and you're going to bring in a guy to compete, maybe a, a return man type of dude, maybe a dude that that can make plays down the field, a little lengthier guy that's different than some of the dudes on your roster. Just a guy to come in and compete to be the number five and six as a rookie. So that's why I don't think you need to spend a high draft pick, and I don't think they need to do anything, you know free agent wise money wise and spend a lot on that position all right next we're gonna talk about the lines we got to talk about the defensive side of the ball as well free agency uh how should the 49ers attack these things draft or free agency next uh thank you once again everybody for making locked on 49ers your first listen every single day uh like our guy xi said here awesome locked on podcast channel so happy i found it you guys do fantastic work breaking down everything. Appreciate you, XI, and appreciate everybody coming through every single day. Make sure you go hit us up on, um, hit me up at least on, i got to have Croc actually on the Peacock and Williamson show. we got a brand new YouTube channel, so make sure you're subscribed up to that one. Locked on NFL Draft as well. Two new hosts there. Uh, Keith and Dame doing a great job on the new Locked on NFL Draft, and of course your team is covered in every sport right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Yeah. Real quick, somebody mentioned the guy I do kind of like. I don't know if he's a. I don't know if he's a Kyle guy. Okay. But Bobo at UCLA, big receiver. Okay. He was a transfer. Uh, I like him. Plays dirty. Catch. Uh, uh, he's nice at the catch point. Scores a lot of touchdowns. Big body guy. Four hours are missing that. Almost feels like kind of this replica of Juwan Jennings. It's like you know what would Juwan Jennings look like in the Pac-12? He nah, he's like, he's a he's a white guy, so I mean the skin color is different, but just in the yeah. sense of like play style, you know. I like I like Bobo. He would have gotten a better tan on the West Coast. Yeah, not a worse tan. <laughs> um, I, I think speed though. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna get a guy with height, get a guy that's different. Get a guy with speed too. Downfield. I think that's why At Perry is kind of the guy that uh, that you latched onto there. I like that one. Offensive line draft or free agency. Free agency. Now, and and when I say free agency with the line, I think you gotta you gotta pay. So this is where it gets tough. Um, and I haven't said that with the other guys. I haven't said like pay money for yeah. these other positions, whether it's running back, receiver, um, the quarterback position, yeah. you know, all the but O line, I think you might have to spend a little bread. If you want someone better than the Nick Mullins category of quarterback, even if for a backup type guy, it's gonna cost. Like backup quarterbacks are making eight million dollars, ten million dollars. You know, if you bring in Matt Ryan, he's gonna, you know, eight million plus incentives, similar to the Jimmy deal last year, right? It's gonna be pretty expensive, you know. Um, even and Robbie Gold's not gonna be cheap, but kickers don't cost a lot. You know, he's what five million per year, something like that, five or six million things to salary. Right. It's a lot for a kicker, but um, it's nothing compared to quarterbacks and, and offensive tackles. I think offensive tackle is so important, but I also think that this is draft for me because you start adding this up. Let's say you re-sign Robbie Gold and you bring in a backup quarterback and you sign Mike McGlinchey. It's it's nearly impossible just to do that by itself, I think, for the 49ers. And they got to restructure all kinds of people to even create enough room to do any of those things because they, I think their functional cap space right now is less than $10 million Uh, in the chat here. 
Viet Ta says, uh, looking like the 49ers have about $8 million in cap space. I saw earlier on this offseason something like $5 million functional cap space, even though, you know, literal cap space looked more like $15 million. So I'm not a capologist. We'll have to have some folks on here to talk more about that in depth, uh, especially after some more signings happen. But, um, man, it's going to be tough because you want to, and this is not, and we're not even talking about going out and, and signing any free agents yet. We're talking about just bringing back the guys in house, you know, <laughs> like maybe you bring out a, like just, just signing McGlinchey, Robbie gold and a backup quarterback. Your bank. That's it. You're out of money for the 49ers. It's kind of wild. Oh, I feel like, what was it? The 2021 off season where it was like, man, they got like $2 million. The next thing you know, they have like $30 million. Yeah. Well, like the saints last year were a hundred million dollars over the cap and they got under. Yeah. So so it's definitely I don't cool, worry. The, the restructures, the, the restructures yeah. do come up because it's like Eric Armstead's making $25 million this year. Cause he was restructured in the past and then you can restructure him again if you want, but then you just add more guarantees and then, you know, makes more later. So you, you borrow from future years, you can create the space, but, um, and, and the cap's going to keep going up, so it's helpful. So the 49ers can do what they need to do if they really want to and they're motivated, but the you know eventually it kind of makes things more difficult in the future. And the 49ers haven't been a team that have wa- that have dealt with a lot of dead money. In fact, I think, from what I remember seeing, they're either number one or two in the entire NFL in paying real dollars to players and not having dead money on the books and doing a lot of that stuff and doing weird cap stuff and... um I think that's the way they prefer to do things, you know, those parogged up contracts, but uh, it can get, it can get a little bit uh, dicey and the 49ers might be, might say to themselves, look, we're in the window now and we got to borrow from future years. And that's just it. Cause we're going to sign all these dudes and, and maybe even bring in a guy from the outside and it's what we got to do. So, and I wouldn't fault them for doing that either, but it, it, they're definitely in the window right now, depending yeah. on the quarterback. Uh, there are a lot of ways that they can kind of finesse, the cap, and I do think it starts with Eric Armstead. Uh, I did see a report about something about restructuring him. He might just be a guy that's just forever. He's a 49er. So yeah, you kick the can down the road, but it kind of stretches it out to make it to where you have more flexibility. And he retires as a 49er. Uh, and that'd be cool for a guy that's from Sacramento. Uh, also, and I see in the chat someone mentioned as well, Nick Bosa, right? Like uh, extending him and kind of making it to where that gives you more flexibility for this upcoming year. You know, yeah. that's a possibility as well. Trent Williams, uh, at some point he may retire. So maybe there's something you could do with some of his money by pushing it back. Yeah. He at years. Yeah. Uh, so if there's a way, again, this is, that's the one thing we're looking at that functional cap space right now. I don't focus too much on because of how I've seen them work it in the past. Now it kind of ended up, like you said, kind of hurting you at different time because are they are they still paying D four? You know what I'm saying. So like, there's right. they are they are yeah. <laughs> so uh, from that standpoint, it could get a little weird. But I think right now uh, D four that one hurts because it's just like you got one year protection out of them. Some of these yeah. other guys where down the line is like, well, Trent Williams. I mean, he gave you Hall of Fame play. Eric Armstead, he was a very consistent uh, defensive line for you and one of the guys that you knew. You know, when he's on the field, he plays well, even though it might not. You know. Uh, add up in sacks but he you know he does his job so uh i could see some of these guys getting restructured and that freeing up a lot of cap space uh mccaffrey's another big one too because the he's the the panthers paid all of his guarantees so his contract is for 12 million dollars the next three years but 
no guaranteed money on it. So the 49ers could do that simple restructure and the f- players don't even have to agree to the simple restructure, which is basically you convert all of 12 months. You basically can 11 million of his 12 million converted to, um, to signing bonus. And then that gets spread over the rest of his contract and give him a $1 million base salary. And, and there you go. Free up a whole bunch of money from uh christian mccaffrey's contract too so uh, there's definitely some ways but then but then now you have a running back two years from now that's got guarantees on his deal and you know running backs start to get hurt that, that, that could hurt you in the future so anytime you're doing the restructures you're borrowing from your future self right. and i know the 49ers don't love doing that but you know every team does it the niners do it less but if they feel like they need the space then they, they can create space if they need to that's the bottom line Should we save the rest of the defense for another episode, Croc? Yeah, tomorrow's episode. Yeah, as long right. as no new news comes out. Yeah, but it, well, yeah, if there's any big news, we'll hit that. Uh, we'll, we'll start looking at the defensive side of the ball. We'll, we'll talk draft or free agency, both or neither, for all these positions on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of decisions for the 49ers this year, and it's going to be fun to see how they build this team again. And, of course, Croc and I are with you every step of the way, every single day here, and we appreciate you guys that are along for the ride with us. Thanks once again for uh, tuning into a live episode for those of you in the chat here. And I see a lot of you, a lot of people still pumped about 49ers football all off season long. I love it. Cause I am too. I love the off season, man. It's just as good as the in season a lot, especially for those losing teams. Niners have had some really good seasons and some fun Januaries recently, but man, when the giants were, or when the 49ers were not playing well, off season was more fun than the regular season. Like a team like the bears right now, dude, how much fun is it for the bears this year? Ryan pulls, most cap space in the league, number one pick in the draft. Uh, so many decisions to be made. I mean, that's got to be a really fun team to follow. And I've actually kind of been following the the, the Bears from afar here because uh, it's such an interesting offseason for them. Still interesting for the 49ers in that Super Bowl window, which is where teams like the Bears are trying to get to. Niners are a model franchise in the NFL. Anyway, thanks everybody for tuning in to Locked On 49ers. Make sure you subscribe up to Locked On NFL Draft. Subscribe up to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, Croc and I. Back tomorrow, right here, Locked On 49ers.